Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm trying to think about my podcast and what else would be on it. Food, drinks. Food is all day. Backyard. Tailgating tips. Parenting advice. You know what's funny? I don't do a ton of that. Like, I, because here's the deal. They're your kids. You deal with it. What about I, parenting I, stories? Stories, I love to tell stories. But, advice, like, I, I don't know. I'm incredibly reluctant to offer my advice to somebody else. That That is, because here, here's the dirty little thing. I don't want anybody else's. You know what I mean? Like, I, I do not, I'm not here for that. My mom and dad are allowed to offer me advice on that. That's it. Nobody else. Because they know your kids, too. Y- y- yeah, but but there are other people that know my kids. It's like, yeah, I'm good. You, you mm. can keep that to yourself. I, I, I don't need that. I remember when I was going to have uh, Mike Day, and then you gave me one uh, about, hey, this is something about memories. I forget what it was. Uh, enjoy it because with them, with the kids. It, oh, so this is it. Yeah. So the, the one thing that when I was having my oldest, who is now almost 23 years old, um, name drop coming. John Feinstein, best-selling author of a million different books, said this to me: that being a parent is a thousand times more difficult than you think it's going to be, and a million times more enjoyable. And that is the truest thing I've ever mm. heard about it. That you think it's one thing, it's not. It's so much more difficult than you could ever imagine, but it's also so, so much better more than rewarding you could ever, than yeah. you could ever yeah. think of times a million. That that's it. That's that the only thing. With me. And it but goes. Not, really I remember fast. it now. You Here's one more. The days are long. The years are short. When it comes to kids, the day that getting through the days like it can't, takes forever. It can't only be one o'clock today. There's and then the, you're like, it can't be. Here's their fifth. Where's birthday. her second nap? Why is she 24? Mm. Like that. That's what happens. That those two things are true too. All right, let's take some of these phone calls. Dodgers obviously tonight in Phoenix against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Literal must win. They are down 2-0. They have not played well in either of those first two games. Arizona has been really good. What do you do to change it up? Let's start with Daniel. Daniel, you're on with Travis Lee. What's going on, Daniel? Hi there. Um, Hello. Hello. I would – so what I've noticed is that when the two were hot in August, and apparently they pulled down in October – Mookie and Freddie, I kind of they think they have uh, they have the same synergy together. So when one hits well, the other hits well, and they go at it, and they're really close together. So when one doesn't hit well, the other goes ice cold. Also, I would have them um, break up and not be together directly in the lineup. I would say move um, move one of the two players up or down, especially in kind of a critical situations where you have base uh, uh, you have runners in scoring position. You need to get that small ball going. Um, and especially with uh, Arizona, I would say they would have that three batter minimum rule because if you get Mookie or Freddie first, they would have immediate momentum to then get the other of the two. And because the synergy of the two goes in function, if one has a bad outing, the other is going to immediately go. I would just split them up and maybe go 
instead of Mookie and Freddie go one two, maybe one three or one four or two three. You could maybe two, five, spread them like apart that. a little bit, Daniel. I appreciate the phone call, but the reason that one kind of feeds off the other is because if Mookie gets on base, now I have to kind of pitch to Freddie, right? I can't I can't put two guys on with mm-hmm. Martinez or Smith or Muncie coming up to bat, so you get slightly better pitches that are more in the zone along the way. You might be able to put somebody in between them, but that's the most that I would do. You, they, they they do feed off of one another. Yeah, I think said one three or two four something th- th- like that. that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But what you could do if we're shuffling lineups is shuffle the back two thirds of it. Like if you want to put JD Martinez in six and move Max Muncy up to four, some, something like that. I think you could kind of mess around with that a little bit. But then you're just throwing stuff at the wall, right? That that do do, do you think? You see anything because it's an elimination game and Kike because plays tonight. I think Kike's in the lineup tonight. I think that, you know, maybe you don't get Hayward, maybe you don't get Peralta, but I think the rest of it is roughly the same. Because what you said about you just throwing things against the wall. Hey, now's the time I, to I do it. I was just going to say, if there's a time where you say, all right, well, I was thinking about doing this, I might as well do it now. Mickey in Encino. Mickey, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Thanks for taking my call. I wouldn't change a thing. I, you won 100 games. All you have to do is hit the curveball a little better, drive the ball, score some runs. Look, you can play a team that has only won 56 games, and you go out there, and for four games, those guys are perfect, and they beat you. This is what's happening. Arizona's playing great. What can you do? The pitchers are throwing strikes, and the curveballs that you're swinging at out of the strike zone, that's up to you you got to go out and score some runs and take the pressure off yourself because it's very hard. I mean, they're at a point where they got a whole city looking at them. And, you know, you go 100 games, you win the whole thing, and then you lose an edge. You ever watch pitchers get two, two outs right away, and then all of a sudden they can't find the plate? They lose their edge. The third out is the toughest out. The, the playoffs is the toughest time you're going to play. All right, Mickey, let me jump in there real quick. I, if this were the regular season, if this were you know at any point other than you're down 2-0 in an elimination game, I think to, to, to just let it ride. is the. Of course, it's the right thing to do. They've been letting it – they let it ride last year, face plant. They let it ride through the first two games of this series, face plant. I do think – I'm not saying all of a sudden you bat Mookie Betts seventh or anything crazy like that, but – there is a little, look, man, I'm going to shuffle the deck a little bit just to see if we can't create that energy, that momentum that we've been talking about. Because hit the curveball, well, sure, I get that. But, I mean, Mickey, you, listen to you talk, I can tell that you watch a lot of baseball. This stuff just kind of ebbs and flows. And right now the, the Dodgers are in a serious ebb. And the question is, how do you get it flowing immediately? And I don't even know if there is an answer it's to that baseball. question. We it started is. licking the bats and shocking them like right. Quig used to do it because, dang, we need something. Well, like we talked about with Kevin Millar with the uh, <laughs> the Red Sox back in the day where they started doing shots of whiskey in the dugout. I'm, I'm not saying. saying get wasted, but change the energy, change the mojo, do something. You, do you know what's unfortunate about that? <clears throat> I don't think the Dodgers, I don't think anything is going to change. The energy that you're talking about, do you think they're going to do something different? Do you think there's somebody in that clubhouse that's saying, yeah, I'm going to freaking mix it up here? Maybe there is somebody. But it seems like the personalities, the guys that they have on the team, the guys that they have on the roster, no, we're just going to go out there. Things can change at any time. I, I don't see a, a Millar or something like that, a predicament where somebody's coming in saying, I'm shaking it up. I'm going to change this up a little bit because I think what's missing I, – I mentioned this yesterday. 
that I don't think you go and say, "Oh, this guy hit you know 380 in the playoffs last year. Let's go get him." I don't that that's just that guy got hot at the right time. But what I do think is missing is a very fiery personality in this uh, on the team. Somebody that is a Kirk Gibson type. Somebody that is a a Bryce Harper type. Somebody that is not afraid to get in a teammate's face. That's not afraid to insist on maximum concentration and effort and all of these things. That just makes everybody just a little uncomfortable when they're around. I like that guy, but I'm not quite sure what he's going to do next. I think that's missing. Here's where I think it breaks down. And we can talk about this with, with the callers, and we can talk about this on the other side as well. But here, here's 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 my problem. Andrew Friedman is analytically inclined to a degree that I think we all understand. And I truly believe that he believes that this is the best way to build a team. This mm-hmm. is the best way to construct a roster. This is the best lineup, right? Basically, analytics lineups is easy. Who's your best hitter? He bats first. Who's number two? He bats second. Those guys get more at-bats over the season. Better hitters get more at-bats, right? And you can't convince him that doing it other than the best way – I've done the math. I know this is yeah. the best way. You can't convince him – that changing it just to change it, this goes to Dave, this goes to lineup, mm-hmm. this goes to all these other things, just because to change the mojo, the energy. Why would I not put my best foot forward? This is my best foot. This is what I'm going to do. And this is why we are where we are, where I get it. It works right up until it doesn't. Yeah. Now what? Here's the problem. Here's the one issue I've always had with the Dodgers and the analytics. There's a feel to the game, too, that – Analytics don't have emotion. Analytics don't have a pulse of a certain predicament or situation or a feel. That you can use analytics to a certain extent, but not everybody is a robot. Not everybody. I've said this to you. How many times did we do this last year where we said that um, everything was so robotic? Why even have Dave Roberts there? If everything's coming from up top and this is how they do it and these predicaments have all, these equations have already been worked out the fact that you don't, that there's no room here to say, okay, I get what the equation says, but... But where would you like to have seen them exercise a different decision in these first couple of games? Well, I, th- I think it just comes to what you were just saying, that you were saying that there's... You're talking about Andrew Friedman specifically. You're talking about the way the team was put together. And yeah. you're talking about how, why would I do it differently? This is what the stats say. Life is not stats. No, I agree. These are not robots. They are human beings. I think that this is where it gets... Could, can, can I just say something? Yeah, sure. There's a player that you mentioned that you think is missing for the Dodgers. What if the stats don't say that that player is supposed to be there? And that, that I think, is in the roster construction, not necessarily in the game management. That the roster construction of, I need a guy that's a little... And, and but, but, but stats don't tell you that. No. You that's got, my point. I, I, you're right about that. But what I'm talking about, the roster construction is, all right, I, I'm going to use 24 of my 25 spots on who I think the 24 best guys to be. But I'm also going to get that might not have been the 25th best guy, but maybe he's the 42nd best guy, but he's also a lunatic. I'm going to put that guy in the dugout to bring that little edge, that little yeah. wild card, that little bit of uncomfortability that I think is important to, I don't know what this is going to be. I just... But how, how do you do that? How do you do now? that? Now? No. You can't do it now. No, no, no. How do you do that when everything is an equation? How do you do that? That... that 
there might be another team, another franchise that sees the benefit of having the player that you're describing, but the Dodgers are saying to themselves, well, yeah, I mean, but that change. doesn't fit our equation. No, no, I get that. You have to throw the equation out to a point. Not, and they, and they not, haven't, but they haven't, they, they haven't deviated from the equation. That That's my, that's my, if there's one issue that you could say with the Dodgers, you can say that it's so robotic that the stats are so that they're so dependent on that and then they have these reports that will tell you but look how much success that we're right. having based on this way that it's it's almost like it never deviate there's no pulse to say when do we deviate from the plan a little bit I agree with you on that but the guy that put the plan in place is not going to wake up and say you know what I'm going to go with a new plan because the plan more often than not, has been successful. Should it be slightly different? I'm not saying you hit the detonator yeah. and blow it up, but if I got 25 spots on my team, I'm going to yeah. pick the 23 guys that I think fit the best, but for these other two spots, maybe I'll get a little more. Maybe I'll take on a little bit of bad money because it gives me a better chance now as opposed to a better chance over the next two or three years. I think these think are the questions. Would, do you think they would know. do that? It, they haven't so far. I was going to say, and they've and, been here a long and time. And it doesn't give me any. It doesn't give me any confidence that they would do that. They haven't I, so far. I agree with that. I think that's more of a yes. We follow a plan, but we also use our gut a little bit. Sometimes you got to just go with something that doesn't make perfect sense. That might be a little different and. We'll see. It's going to happen. It would happen, I think. But we'll see. Hopefully, we can learn. All right. Three years ago today, believe it or not, something very big happened right here in this city. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We should be focusing on slightly more positive things. This is. We, this we, is burning we, spear. Good. This is this very is positive. Good. This puts me in a, in a good mood. Yes. This is good. But Puts me in a great let's, mood. Let's talk a, about a different Let's put the Dodgers state of mind. Take a deep breath. Relax. Everybody kind of mm-hmm. get back on the same page. They, all R-E-L-A-X. you got to do is win tonight. Thank you. Let's just Relax. win tonight, and then we'll worry about how you'd fix the and, formula later. And if, hypothetically, doesn't work out, there's also this music oh, that it will, work out. goes with something else. And there's a cheeseburger and a Coke and French fries. <laughs> that are Babe, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's not just a cheeseburger. Bacon, avocado, Depends on, like, if, if it's in and out it it's-a-double-double animal style with chopped chilies, that's more than enough. <laughs> Yeah, right. but haven't but you said that you do the... Me. But huh? 
That sounds like a whole It is. Lot. It's a big burger. But haven't, but haven't you also said that sometimes there's just, what do you call it, the road? The, yeah, the little safety net, the, the little road, I road think fries. You, I think you're going to have road stuff. Yeah, maybe. That, uh, this, this you might even do a milkshake. I could see you even going we'll big a on a milkshake. We'll do salad from sweet grain. <laughs> <laughs> a milkshake is a very specific, like In-N-Out, it's got great milkshakes. Yeah, you know why? Here, I'm going to give you guys a little secret. Yeah, this you is know crazy. why In-N-Out crazy. milkshakes are better than everyone else's? Right. Because they're made with ice cream. Right, right. No, they're made with <laughs> it, real dairy products. It's made with ice cream and yeah. milk. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. That's crazy. It, it doesn't oh. come out of a box. It, it's it's ice cream crazy. and Strawberry milk. is Neapolitan, a little bit, of, a little bit of everything. What do you got in there? Yeah, we got chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla. How about a little of all three? Okay, can you? <laughs> Why not? Can you do a burger and a full shake and a full fries? It's, I can't do all it's, three. It's a lot. It's so, a something's got to go. I mean, I have. Don't get me wrong. I've you know, you know what? It. I'm okay with with getting rid of. Eh, it's kind of a tough decision there, but I could do a. Uh, I, I'd rather do a double double and a shake. Then a fries. Yeah. Uh, you're not wrong, but yeah. I can't get a burger and not have fries next to it. I feel like I'm upholding yeah. well, the thing sneeze. is, the thing is, because she got the fries, so I'm just eating oh, yeah, some of her you're fries. You're not doing that. Like, <laughs> you know? If there are no fries, I challenge you on that one. <laughs> That's some a tough challenge. fewer fries is probably the yeah. way to do it. But you, you know what I've done? So I'll, I'll go swim sometimes on Saturday mornings, and it's in Culver City, and then I'll go to um, the window. And I'll get a, che- a cheeseburger. Uh, this is it in and out? Yeah. No, no, no. The window I think is that's a, a place in- uh, a Oh, the, yeah, yeah. My bad. Yes. So I got go you. to the window, and I'll get a cheeseburger. Sometimes I'll get like the double cheeseburger, and then I'll get a kale salad. So you got to have balance in life, and it's actually pretty good. I'm disappointed in myself both ways. You know what I mean? Like, I either want to just say, bleep it, give me the double cheeseburger, the fries, and the Coke, or, you know what? I'm going to make a good choice today and have the salad. I call it a protein. You have to have protein with it. There's no protein in the kale so, salad. So when that bag comes through the window, who's the first one that reaches in the, for the fries, you or your wife? Oh, Susan, Susan doesn't eat that stuff. Mm. Yeah, like, well, she does CrossFit. She's like, she uh, full stop does fit. not eat fast food. She just mm-hmm. does not eat it. Yeah, so, Brenda and I have the... Yeah, the fight for it. The, if the kids are in the car, yeah. all three hands go in at the same point. <laughs> well, here's, Susan here's, doesn't eat that stuff. Our problem is we're not going very far. Like I'm not taking it home. Yeah, we're pulling over to the side. There's plenty of parking there, and I'm going to sit and eat my food while it's hot <laughs> and fresh. It's good. Sprinkle that salt. Good on way to do it. Anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm losing track of my. You uh, know how those sodas salt. have those buttons in the top? Yeah, Sprite, cola, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So one time, one of my buddies used to work at McDonald's. And I had somebody in the car with me. He's like, hey, man, can I get a Diet Coke? He's like, here, give me that one back. He pushed the button that says diet. He's like, there you go, bro. Diet now. (laughs) (laughs) Diet Coke activated. (laughs) Activated. Yeah, I like that. I'm doing that next time. All right. Three years ago today. That's crazy. The Lakers beat the Miami Heat in the bubble to win the NBA championship. That both feels like three years ago and 30 years ago. Like, simul- that feels like a lifetime ago. It's only three seasons ago. You know what's so crazy about that? The thing I think about the most when I look back at it is it's Anthony Davis's first year. Right. Forget COVID for a second. Forget the bubble. Forget all that stuff that they were playing. If you shot the ball too much arc, you're hitting the chandelier inside <laughs> of the ballroom. Okay? Forget all that. But what's crazy is date-wise is crazy because it's in October and here's the Lakers about to play their third preseason game. Three years ago, they were winning a championship, but put that to the, put that to the side. What's crazy to me is that when they won that championship in 2020, it was Anthony Davis's first year with the Lakers. Are you not saying to yourself, I, I, I mean, what's this squad going to look like over the next three, four years? Yeah. How many times are you going to punch your ticket to get back to the NBA Finals 
are the Lakers just going to, are they going to win two or three? Lakers usually get it in chunks. Yeah. Right? Like Think about the Lakers back in the 80s. It was in chunks. Shaq and Kobe, three in a row. Powell and Kobe, three finals trips in a row, two NBA championships. It's like, they're right back. And here they are. They won that one championship. And they are, you know, think of, think of, uh, if you want to think of cryptocurrency, whatever, think of a stock where it's just all over the place. That's been the Lakers since they won that championship. There has not been this steady diet of the Lakers are in it every single year. And it felt like it was about to be. It felt like because you were one for one with Anthony Davis, right? He showed up, you won the title, and you won the title because he was great. It wasn't like he was there and he was in and out. It's like, wow, they got exactly what they were looking for. They got a guy, it it fit the model perfectly, which was, that's a great player buried on a bad team. Sure, Put put him with other good players. With LeBron. With LeBron James and give him the, the support that he needs. And that guy goes from being a good player to a transcendent, one of the best players in the league. And that's what happened in one year. Boom, done. Remember ESPN came out with their rankings after season? Yeah. One and two. And since then, it hasn't been that at all. It's been all over the map. It's been he hasn't played or he hasn't played particularly well or the roster surrounding them wasn't very good. Or the roster just (laughs) kept getting changed. The turnover was insane. And so when you look at it over the last three years – it's the really it's a mixed bag of I can't believe how badly that didn't work and you know I can't believe they got to the Western Conference Finals. It's all over the map. <laughs> it, it felt like you were saying that okay, here comes the next pocket, and it hasn't been. It's yeah. been it's like you're saying like it's a mountain range, very sharp peaks on this mountain range between championship Western Conference Finals and missing the playoffs or being a quick out in the playoffs. Yeah. That there has been no sustained level of high play but there's been a couple of peaks that are crazy and I don't think anybody thought that was the future after they punched their ticket in the bubble you said something interesting we we were prepping and we were chatting and it was you know this whole time you look at Rob Palenka and I don't know if at this point how you feel about Palenka over the years as well but at this point it seems like this is the most that Rob Palenka is. The, I, I'm driving this thing. Yeah, I got my. If before Rob Palenka, he had part of his hand on the steering wheel because there's there are other people on the steering wheel as well. Who the hell is driving this thing? That was one of the main things that you'd always talk about. Well, it wasn't that they had their hands on the wheel. It's that everyone had a map in the passenger seat, in the back seat. Everyone else saying, "Go no left, right, no turn around. You're yeah. going the wrong way. Stop. Mm-hmm. No, you're on the wrong freeway." As, and now it's just like, guys, I, I got this. I'm, we're going to go over there. I know mm-hmm. how to get over there. L- thank you for all of your time and service, but I'm not really going to do that. I'm going to go over here. When he's the decision maker and there's not a cacophony of co-decision input, sure. What do you think? Okay, cool. What do you think? Okay, cool. What do you think? Okay, cool. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go make, make a decision. I'll make the final say. I'm going to go make a decision. Mm-hmm. But not, all right, well, you get to make this one. Okay, eh, that didn't work. You make that one. And that's what it felt like was happening. There were way too many voices that had real input. And now it's him making the decision based on what he feels is best for the team. And I don't think it's arguable that this is the better way to do it. And I I think he would probably tell you as well that there's a lot that he's learned over the last four years where he can say to himself, let's look at this offseason compared to any of those other offseasons. The only difference is he brought a lot of the same guys back. 
that's not that that was not applied to the Lakers in the past. Applied to the Lakers with Braun and and since really LeBron's been here, it's maybe sometimes you outsmart yourself and you say, all right, after you win the championship, you know what? I'm gonna go get a better center in Marcus All. I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna get Montrez yep. Harrell. Now, Anthony Davis got injured, so who knows how good that team would have been. You know what? We're gonna go get a third star in Russell Westbrook. And I think this year it was much less flashy. It was much more I like these pieces. I think they make sense. The contracts are flexible. We'll take our chances. The other part, too, bit didn't happen when they won that championship. And and if you're on the one-yard line, right, you're, you're literally – you're right there that's like, all right, Anthony Davis, go be our best player and have it be crystal clear that you're the best player. Part of it is is that LeBron continued to play at a crazy high yeah, level. Yeah, I don't think anybody thought so, that. So he didn't, mm-hmm. you know, the decline has been subtle. It hasn't been significant. But it also, is Anthony Davis had all sorts of health problems. And availability. Anthony, availability. And his offensive game, his defensive game has been lights out. But his offensive game is hit and miss. Sometimes it's transcendent, 40 points. Sometimes it's 12 15 points. 15 points. Yeah, yeah, it's so... But it did feel like, hey, we're getting the best two-way guy in the league who's really starting to become not just a good player, but a great player, a guy, a foundational player, where right now Anthony Davis is still maybe the best, second-best player in the league. But as far as being the best player and the main piece, that hasn't happened yet. Maybe it happens this year, but it hasn't. It felt like we were so close, and we've gone through a few seasons since then, and it hasn't happened yet. Also, something about the bubble, I talked to you about it at the Dodger game. I was listening to something uh, Damian Litter said in a podcast before the trade went down and everything. They asked him about playing in the bubble and how the Lakers – he doesn't agree when people say the Lakers got it easy in the bubble, and he gave his point to something to the – you know, something – he said something like uh, – it wasn't easy because you have people like LeBron and AD working out all day, every day in the hotel next to you. You're not flying. So you're not, you know, you're, you don't have that factor where like, oh, I got to fly in. I got to fly out the next night. You don't have that in the bubble. Every There's team, no advantage. Exactly. So every team is working out all day, every day. You have nothing else to do but to work out. So you're facing these players at the peak of their Almost like pure yeah, basketball. Exactly. So it's just all of the variables, or as exactly. many variables as could be removed, were removed. They the, were. The only thing I'll say about the bubble that I think they almost got through a full season. So it wasn't. I think they ended up playing seventy plus games, something like that. It was different than like the baseball thing is a completely yeah, but you don't leave out the most gun. important part: the travel, no, the home court, no. They they didn't play for what three months. They did not. They, they, yeah. they shut right, it down. Right, they had right. basically an entire off season yeah. to, get, to get ready for just the playoffs and get healthy. That if you rolled, that that's advantageous to the Lakers. It, no question about it. It's more advantageous to them than it was to anybody else, simply because LeBron has been around the block so many. And times. you had Rondo. You had Dwight yeah. Howard. You had older JaVale yes. McGee. You had yes. an older roster. That now if you we just know said, with AD too. We have what AD. Has. Absolutely, AD benefits from rest as much as as anybody else. Mm-hmm. That to just if they had just rolled straight. Let's say the pandemic happens but they go straight to the bubble they never shut it down okay. it's like okay bubble pandemic happening cool good job go bear on spreading it through the league and let's go to orlando today we're going to start the bubble today mm-hmm. maybe it's different maybe it's not but getting three months to just kind of let your body relax and, and and rest was incredibly advantageous to them to them specific yeah, yeah i see that i get that Right, so um, it made me think, too, when we talked about this, like, 2020, this being the date, too. About the snake thing? (laughs) (laughs) About snakes. I just have, I have reputation Taylor's version on my mind. But um, anyway, (laughs) but what team in L.A. 
has had the best five years? Is it the Rams? Is it the Lakers? Is it the Dodgers? They've all won championships. Two of them have won championships in a pandemic. But, uh, you know, what What do you think is the best? Maybe we can answer this at 1145, because I think it's interesting, because they all have a case to be made. I'm going to make a case for all three of them. I think I know the answer, but a case can be made for all three. I, I think I got my answer. Factor Cap is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys! Hi, All right, I'm... so who do you think is going to bring the snake on Saturday? Because someone has to. <laughs> you and the this snake. Jeez. <laughs> I just went Travis to have a snake at his house, uh, or maybe one of us is a snake. Maybe. Hey, maybe the snake is ourselves. Maybe. <laughs> if I call Trav and I'm like, "Hey, I'm on my way. Anything I can bring?" He's What's like, up? "Yeah, <laughs> a lizard, <laughs> boa constrictor. Yeah, go get something. Um, a mice for the snake to eat." Um, anyway, so. Um, there is a premiere happening tonight for a certain pop star for her concert movie premiere, but it's also happening at the Grove, and I think it can tell that Taylor does not spend much time at, in LA because she would know the Grove is the worst place to have anything happen at all, because I hate the Grove and it's the worst, <laughs> but uh, I was not invited to this premiere, No, and even though I am a top listener, but it's fine. I'm You've like, fallen off Do you take the... that personally? I do take it personally. You didn't do enough of those uh, puzzles. That's <laughs> why she Exactly. That's, yep. why. that's right. Um, but Take your foot off the gas. <laughs> that being said, you would want to go to a movie premiere. Travis, Patrick Cap. Fact. Yeah, I think that would be fun. It's something I, I've never experienced And I'm, I'm saying like as, a, um, as, a, as an invitee, not as work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it would be super fun because it's a world I, I know nothing about, really. It's something that, quite frankly, I don't have a ton of interest in. So I don't care who I meet or who I don't meet, and all you know, trying to make connections is not like not in that world. That's not important to me. But to be around it for a night and get all the fancy stuff that comes along with it, I think that'd be a blast. Out. Fact, I'm into what. What I don't need is if it's not like a invite and it's this and it's a really busy opening weekend for a movie. I could wait. I don't want to go all that people. But something like that's kind of a special event. It's different. Let's let's take I our like shot on having that. access. To I gotta things. like the movie too. Like yeah. it's gotta be. I don't be, even care about that. I, I would. I need I to be Scorsese's interested in the movie. Movie that's coming out in a week. I, you could show, uh, you know, the cocktail. So so the you 80s. got you you're going to Paw Taylor Patrol. Swift tonight at the Grove. Paw Patrol. Would yeah. you go tonight? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If I yeah. but only if I'm invited with like access to the cool stuff. I don't want to go to be some weirdo watching in the everyone else walk stuff. by. Yeah. But to be the guy that's inside the ropes. That gets access to the stuff, absolutely. Like the party afterwards, yeah, that's the for fun sure. Stuff. All right, Jorge. Uh yeah, I've worked a few of these like red carpet thingies, but as an attendee, I haven't, and they look fun. They do. I'm telling you, when people walk by and, and they're so chill, they're excited about this movie. Everybody's just on that mode, like, hey, let's just have fun tonight. I would love to attend one of those for sure. Yeah. What are you wearing? Sunday swagger. You know what? What would you Kirk- be wearing? Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, yep. gotta be honest. Kirkland swagger. <laughs> All right, so I went to a concert yesterday uh, at the Will Turn, and it was great. I had a great time. I went by myself, um, but I got there kind of like, like ten minutes before the starter, before the opener went on. Um, but the wheelchair kind of is all GA seating, all general admission, so you got to find your own place. And so I got there's kind of two barriers. So there's a barrier. 
in the front that usually fills up really quickly, and then the second barrier in the back, and then there's a, a third one behind. So we got to the second barrier. And uh, I was the second row of the second barrier. And there were two older couples in front of me. And it was, you know, they looked like they were having a fine time, but not the best time. <laughs> no, there was no heavy petting. <laughs> older being? Uh, older being older than my parents. So, like, mid to late 60s. Okay. So, um, anyway, so they were, the opener is someone who's, like, on TikTok. She's not someone that they would know. But they did not clap at all. They did not look like they were having a good time. And even when the performer came on that they came to see, no clapping, nothing. So it got me thinking. A performance has to earn your clap. You don't just clap because the song's over, because it's kind. Al, factor cap. Um, cap, but let me give... Let me give a little bit of a context to this. So I'm going to give a, you know what, that wasn't the best thing I've ever seen, but let's give them a little bit of love because I don't want them to feel bad when they go home. Yeah. However, if it's a really good performance, they're going to know that I was into it, I was excited, that you know I'm giving them more than I would give. So I think there's levels to it. Yes, I'm trying to be nice, but at the same time, if it's a performance I really like, they're going to know about it. But just to sit there and just be like... I just, I just, I just I don't understand, Trev. I, I, I'm more like Al, but I, I, I'm not going to even give you like the courtesy. It may be like just a just really one. like yeah. I, and this girl was not so, bad. She was so you're out. doing it to where they know you yeah, like it, right? Like I, it's not even maybe they kind of just were like, no, you're gonna, you have to earn it. Right, like it feels like, like you have to earn a standing have... ovation. Like, yeah. I hate when at the end of any uh, performance, everyone yeah. gives a standing ovation. It's like, no, that needs to be earned. The best part is like a concert. I haven't seen a ton of what you're describing, but if you go to a comedy show and you got somebody that bombs, that's <sighs> tremendous because a laugh is pretty organic, right? Yeah, if, and you if, have to earn it. If somebody says something funny, you you laugh. Yeah. If somebody says something that is not, you can. It takes a minute to process the courtesy laugh. And the crickets that come along with a bombed comedy set are delicious. I absolutely love it. And then it. some comedians start picking at the audience because nobody's laughing. Yeah. So he starts finding it, a different way to make you laugh. It's great energy. It's it's awkward, but it's fun. You right. should give a standing go when somebody bombs. <laughs> uh, no, I clap just because it's 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 already hard enough to stand on the stage and perform in front of you know hundreds of people. I mean, I, st- I, I don't do a standing ovation, but I give them a you clap. You clap for the effort. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I don't know what their deal was. And then also just don't but be at the barrier, can too. I, can I offer a, a, a slight pushback sure. on what you're saying, Jorge? I'm with you if you're at a local restaurant and they got a guy in the corner playing a guitar and he's doing the best he can. He deserves a little bit of this. Mm-hmm. If I paid to see you and you suck, you don't get the clap. Yeah. The thing is, I didn't pay to see her. I paid to see the person after her. Yeah. You know, but I, I still, I, I personally enjoyed her performance. I thought she was great. I just, I just couldn't get these people. And again, even for the people that they paid to see, they. Did. I think, I think what we've realized here is Trav's booing unless it's the greatest <laughs> performance. Well, honestly, silence is more offensive than a boo. Mm-hmm. At least you were listening enough to to hate what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. Silence. Silence is <laughs> silence is brutal. Silence means you're so uninteresting to me. I stopped listening a long time ago. So it also got me thinking about a conversation I'm on that a Zoom call for work <laughs> that Taylor has had with me in the past. Taylor Smith, our old board up before Jorge was with us, and he's a very tall guy. So and he loves to go to concerts, and oftentimes. He sometimes will get asked by someone behind him if they could switch places because he's so tall, the person behind them can't see. And I kind of take issue with that because if you wanted to be in front of the tall guy, 
maybe get there before the tall guy gets there. Um, so if someone asked you to move because they couldn't see behind you, you would move. Alan, Patrick Cap. Well, I don't have that issue. So, <laughs> but but here's theoretically. Sleeping. Hey, bro, you want to sit on my shoulders? <laughs> here's the here's the only thing that I will say that, um, what what is okay? So let's say Taylor, as an example, moves because somebody's behind him and they can't see. He's six foot five. Okay, what about the next person? Behind yeah, him you're now, mess up someone's viewpoint. The guy is going to end up in the, in the last row yeah. in front of a pillar. So, I I think, look, you try to accommodate. I think with anything, right? Like I think with anything, you try to accommodate. You try to be nice. But I think there's certain things, certain events. I, I can't help you here, Trev. Depends on how you ask me. Honestly, if you ask me, like, look, I'm so sorry, but my kid can't see or my wife. You know, would sure. you mind switch? Sure. Like move to the right a little bit. Or uh, yeah, yeah. I, I will do everything I can to try to help you out in that situation. But if it's, um, you know, I can't see anything. Hey, tall guy. Yeah, no. Well, you know, actually, that no, that's no a sporting event. Sporting yeah. event. You know how sometimes there's sections that there might be two people standing and nobody else. You're at a baseball right. game. Right. It's not the time to stand. Yeah. Like, why are you standing? Nobody standing. In certain situations like that, you got to be respectful of the people behind you. Tone is everything. Ask nicely mm-hmm. and you'll get pretty much whatever you want. All right. So <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we're at Disneyland and we got dinner. You know, there's like a chicken place uh, across from the Rockets at Tomorrowland. Anyway, oh, yeah. there's like a, kitchen, yeah, yeah, yeah. a chicken kitchen there. So we got a good seat so we can sit there. And then as the fireworks are going to start to there happen, we're eating mm-hmm. dinner. Right. So then at some point I stand up and then Brenda's like, hey, hey, sit down. I'm like, why? There's kids behind you. I was like, well, they should have sat here then. I'm trying to have my kid watch the fireworks too. You know what I mean? Like, sorry. You know, they didn't ask me. So why the hell are you asking me for them? Leave me alone. So I, I would sit down. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we also learned Jorge will not help another kid out. He no, but, wants. but when Messi was here, uh, we have access. Well, there's a. You'd there's, ask everybody to no, sit down. No, there's a bar. Oh, for sure. But there's a bar. There's a bar that when Please the players come out of the down. locker room, you know? You see, you, you get to see the players yep, come out yep. of Messi. There was a couple kids behind me, and I have the camera. I can always raise my camera. Yeah. I was moving. I, was, I told some of the guys, I was like, hey, listen, there's a couple kids here who wants to see Messi. Like, can we just move? And, yeah, we all moved, put the kids in the front row, and I still got my Everybody shot. will move for a kid. Yeah. And a, a whiny adult, not so much. Yeah. Very true. Oh, I can't see anything. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, the wine is Your problem. No. no. Yes, your get problem. there earlier. Get, yeah. Be at the barricade. Your dad should have been taller. It's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one more quick one for you guys. So Washington is going to be the host for College Game Day this weekend um, on ESPN. And uh, I don't know game. if it's the only time that they've hosted. I think they've hosted before. They're oh, not yeah. one of those lists of the few people. But um, there was an article come, came out that was trying to predict who that guest p- picker might be. And I think I would pick Rain Wilson. I think he'd be really is funny. Is he an alum? He's a, I think he's, I know he's from the Seattle area. I think he's an alum, and I know that he is a funny guy, and he'd be a funny pick. Like Ken John, who was a Duke alum. Okay, if you don't think he's funny, some people think he's funny. I liked him as the as the guest picker. So, you know you've made it when you're the celebrity guest picker on College Game Day. Alan, since Travis is yawning, I'm going to go to you first. I can't process that there's a person that finds him entertaining. I'll, I'll try to get back in this. Go ahead. Uh, if you get that far, I'm, I'll go fact on this. Let me, let me give you a good example, because I think – the NBA does a good job. Sometimes inside the NBA, we'll do some stuff. They'll have uh, Kevin Hart come on. They'll have, like, think of just, like, guests that they'll bring on. Game Day's a good example as well. If you're on that type of platform and you get a chance to comment on one of the more popular events, yeah, I think you've made it. Definitely made it. 
it's an incredible it's fact it's an incredibly prestigious thing to do because they're only picking one person and, and if you're the person that represents that area or that school in particular that's a big deal you have to have done something with what about your if life. it's basketball and they go to the gauchos who would i want it to be yeah um i you? mean no i'm not no no it would have to be like a, a, a <laughs> Gabe, Gabe vincent. vincent it would have to be a brian shaw it would have to be or one of the former jerry pym the former coach like it'd have to be something like that right but yeah it's an incredibly big deal Okay. Well, um, that's it for Factor Cap, but I did ask a question at the end of the last segment where I asked you, who has had the best five ye- four or five years in LA? Is it the Rams? Is it the Dodgers? Is it the Lakers? Because everyone has a case. I think I thought about it, and I think it's obvious, I think. We'll do it next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Near miss coming back from the, uh, the men's room there. So, you know, the blind corner. What kind of miss? uh, Well, there was a woman carrying a giant box with a pink box. I'm assuming a cake, right? Mm, Don't We nearly ran into each other. Oofy. And she did the whoa and kind of spun out. And the cake was teetering for half a second. But she recovered. That's why you got to say corner. She was an athlete. She she recovered quickly. Can I give you some advice on that corner? Because you had something else happen not too long ago yeah. dealing with the corner situation. Yeah, that was my fault. Y- yeah, yeah nah. definitely. No, it was his natural, fault. Natural, it was natural. Yeah, it was it, natural. It's natural, but you, you know, there's it, certain. It, it couldn't happen in there, so it just it went happened. Should have happened. happened. Yeah. Well, look, sometimes it's not up to you. Exactly. So you got to treat that corner like you're on the 110 freeway. Okay. 405, rather. I need you on the right hand side. You got to go. Use it as if That's you're. Fair. You see what I'm That's saying? Fair. Yeah, you're right. So if you go on the right, I take the turn tight. You take it real <laughs> tight. You're a NASCAR out there, but if you get in the right hand lane, I'm on lane, the wrong side of the road. You're, you're right. on the wrong side. So I think if you go right hand lane, now all of a sudden okay. you're turning corner, and it's like, wow, can, I get to can see I everything. Offer a counterpoint why it's not my fault. <laughs> yes. Shouldn't the person that also is making the turn be out wide in case somebody is coming? On the inside? No. I know they're on the wrong side, but at least it gives them a little room to see somebody coming. I'm going to tell you why. Because if we both go wide, we won't run into each other. Well, this is why, no. They have the right of way. They do. Because they're closer. You see what I'm saying? That on the right right side of the wall... They're cl- that's their lane. I may have been wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, that's enough. We we should delete that one by now. I don't like that one because unfortunately we're gonna do have been wrong. this one before too long. Super fun season. <laughs> that one's probably uh, what a day away, give or take. Um, all right. What happened? Last season was great. Five years <laughs> for some of us. Uh, what was the question? M five years Lakers, Dodgers, Rams. So, who's had the better five year window? I was thinking back because obviously today was the day when Lakers won their twenty uh, twenty title. So it was three years ago today, and so I was thinking about who has had the best five years of the LA team. So is it Lakers, Rams, or Dodgers? Because they've all won a championship. They've all had years that have been terrible, and they've all had uh, great years that have been in, the, in between. Can I go addition by subtraction? I'm gonna eliminate. Look, this is just my viewpoint on it. When I think of the Dodgers over the last five years, I think of much more disappointment than I do of... Hard to argue otherwise. So I'd I'd eliminate the Dodgers first in that group um, without getting into too much details. And then after that, I, I think what the Rams were able to accomplish coming to L.A., you're in the mix pretty much every single year and you 
actually cashed in and won a Super Bowl, I think what they were able to accomplish of the three teams was the most difficult and they've been the most consistent but they've with also cashing had it in. The worst defense of a Super Bowl in NFL history. It's okay. I think that's I, okay. Yeah, I don't think that factors into it. Here here's okay. I'm gonna make a case for why it's not the Dodgers first. Because the Dodgers are by far the most consistent of these three teams. Not it's not even close. They but the weight of the expectations that comes along with that consistency, I agree with you. That when you think of the last five years, it's oh man, that wasn't good. They enough. did it again. Right. So yeah. you're you're right, but they're clearly the most consistent in the group. The Lakers have a title. It's not less than, but it's very different because of the bubble. But they've had peaks and valleys all over the place, right? The Rams in this five-year window have the the one championship that was played under normal circumstances, a full season in front of fans, everything else, yeah. and they and they got no it bubble, done. No bubble, no nothing. They yeah. beat their arch nemesis in the process. They took out the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. That, to me, is the – of all of those titles that we're talking about, each team has one, that one's the most difficult to obtain because it was obtained under the most normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. Problem is, the Rams have two seasons in there that are legitimately bad. Well, one's legitimately bad, and one was a missed playoffs. I think it's the Rams because of the their title is more traditional mm-hmm. than the other two. But last year's team was really awful. And there was another year where they missed the playoffs entirely. So they've had a couple of Super Bowls in there, one win, one miss, and one terrible season, and one mediocre season they're kind of all over the map too and the lakers have had um two missed playoffs in that time they missed um one playoffs and then they got eliminated in the first round if we're looking at if you want to go back to lebron's first year yeah then yes two missed playoffs and they have a western conference finals uh appearance Mm -hmm. and and got swept and then you have a year the nba championship can i actually you know what probably is probably is a great question from here who do you feel most confident in the next five years? That Four letters for you. L-A-F-C. Five years here, expansion mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Gets one. Basically takes over the city. We, were, we used to talk about the Galaxy. We sure. don't really. No, you don't talk about the Galaxy Yeah, they're, they're Carson now. We call them Carson. Mm-hmm. So LAFC got one, too. You know, in in the in the last five years, that, that that all four of these teams that we're talking about have won won yeah. championships in the last five years is extraordinary. It's it's an incredible run very lucky. that that's happened here because I, no matter what sport you like, you, a team in that sport other and because the Kings haven't won in the last five years, they have not. So the other than hockey, yeah. you, and I guess college football, but SC's been close. At least they were close last year. I, I don't think LA will fully ever understand how privileged LA is. Because what you just said is that's not normal. We, and you got two of everything, so you get, two, you get two and, shots and, at everything. And you get to pick and choose. And you could say, here's a here's a team representing this city, and I'm okay to hate that team. That you, that just, just doesn't happen in other cities. The only other city in New York. So for all the good moves that the Dodgers have made over their last five-year window, did they make a big mistake that's coming back on them right now? That's coming up next, plus more of your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. If you're on hold, stay there. I promise we're going to get to you. It's Travis Lee, 710-ESPN.